Hello, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Yu Hakushao. This is Patrick, and I'm here with my faithful companions, Joe, Hannah, and Sarah, and Patrick, but most importantly, Patrick. No. Megan's out this week, but she wrote uh, she wrote some of the notes. I, I wrote them as well, but we'll see if you can tell them apart. She's here with us in spirit. As always. Patrick's too popular right now, so he's just going text message crazy. He's real Hollywood. I'm turning my phone on. It was vibrating when it was turning off? Jeez, sorry about that. Yeah, just people calling him as it's turning off, even. But uh, last time, Younger Tagoro ended the life of former teammate and more, Genkai, finishing their 50-year rivalry and adding a new dimension to the conflict between him and our young spirit detective, which has gone from a crash course to a building maelstrom spiraling out of control. Uh, today, the podcast and the tournament get through some formalities, and the final rounds begin in earnest with a match between beauties and then the curb stomp duel from hell. It's gonna be well, sweet. hands are gonna just go <laughs> You better get ready. Or don't. I mean, it's all up to you, man. I mean, if you want to take the full force without getting ready, that's cool too, but uh, starting with episode 54, the beginning <laughs> of the end, aka the turbulent final round begins. Sex joke. Alright, so, uh, synopsis. Each team must take on an extra member in order to compete in this tournament finals. Who are the two new fighters, and what could they possibly bring to their new teams? Do we get another masked fighter, perhaps? I was going to say, yeah. Who is the who fifth the member? Who the fuck is the masked fighter? God damn it! I know what I know what it is. They're they're six feet underground. Uh, hey. <laughs> Ooh. Sad. Ah, too early. Sorry. Too soon. <laughs> yep. Too soon. Sorry about that, guys. So yeah, the episode begins with Kuobara conveniently. Uh, remembering, conveniently thinking about using the trial sword and remembering Suzuki's warnings about it. You know, like, hey, this could suck away your life energy. Watch out, dog. You know, make little finger guns in my mind. Uh, but, you know, in the next shot, like, Kuvara's like, uh, better use it, I guess. And then, like, you know, just like, you just see this glow from off screen. It's like, whoa! His sword gets really big. Yeah, it's yeah, it really long. Damn, damn. But yeah, it turns into this uh, magical rainbow, and uh, Kuwabara runs back, you know, to find Yusuke because he wants to show his fucking cool sword. Uh, and Yusuke has his hands clasped together and is fucking powering up like Dragon Ball Z style. It's very dramatic because it's like he doesn't just find Yusuke randomly, like near in like a because Kuwabara's in a field in the forest. He finds Yusuke like over in like a cliff, looking out in the ocean. <laughs> and it's at night. It's the most waves. Japanese. And there are huge waves. It's just very dramatic. <laughs> you know, like the Toho intros to movies where, yeah. like, it's the waves crashing onto oh, those yeah. rocks? That's what Yusuke is doing right now with his spirit energy. He's getting ready to show that Funimation logo after. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it comes before that, right? I... Is it the Funimation logo, then the, to- the Toho intro? Uh... I don't remember. You know, it's, like, weird. All the movies I've been seeing recently, the animes and film, they're all Toho logos. I mean, yeah, Toho's a big company. I gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so Hiei then shows up uh, undetected, but his eyes are fucking red, and he mentions uh, punishing his arm for disobeying him. It's, uh, I mean, that, that's a way of going about things, I guess. We've all been there, right? Yeah. Bad arm, bad arm. <laughs> oh, you've been bad arm. Pretty much me when I play Smash. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, Kurama then shows up without being sensed, except as a Kitsune. Like, he does, like, when they show the initial view of him, it's like a spirit fox rather than himself, in- indicating, like, hey, something's up with this dude's aura. And uh, Kuwabara asks about, uh, hey, what's going on with Genkai? But, uh, surprise, no one wants to answer. Yo, where's she? It's like, yeah, where'd she go? It's like, she, it's like, what are you guys, what are you guys joking around with me? And everyone's like, it's like, 
uh, and he was like, you must be a really huge idiot. Oh yeah. Or something. What was it? He said like you must be a moron. <sighs> is it? Is it something? Hmm. The only thing I really remember is like Yusuke has like an internal monologue. It's like I, I just don't want to worry the guys about, so I can't tell them what actually happened. I just, but I think it's just cool, Bara. I just don't <laughs> think that's. He, he should just know the truth. I just don't understand that thinking, but that's just me. It's because Yusuke half can't admit it to himself. I might be inserting myself into the situation and how I feel about it, but like oftentimes it's hard to talk about, for me, mm-hmm. something that's happened if I haven't fully come to terms with it myself. That's and true. I think that's exactly yeah. what Yusuke is doing, where even though he recognizes logically like Genkai's gone, he can't say it because yeah. then it becomes too real. God. Actually, too it wasn't Yusuke's monologue. It was, U- it was Botan mm. having like a voiceover basically narrating like, yeah, Yusuke had couldn't... Couldn't find the courage to tell the rest of the guys, and even he, if he admitted out loud, then it'd be real for him. Yeah. So, like King Karama, weren't told, but they just know. Cause yeah, once they feel like a giant explosion of energy and then just disappearance and like fading out, it's like you could put two and two together. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Well, remember, Kubar is an idiot. Yeah. But yes. he, 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 he's a huge moron. Yeah. He should. He should know that he's that, lovable, but he's an idiot. <laughs> We all love love him, but yeah, yeah, that joke thing. I, I don't mean to go off topic, but any of you guys watch Steins Gate? Yeah, I've been meaning to because like literally everyone's like, "This is one of the best it, anime I've ever which seen." Which joke are it, you ta- referring, talking about? It, okay, you know how Okabe like every time somebody somebody's something bad, like, "What's wrong, Okabe?" And he's like, "I can't tell them." Yeah, and like it's like him every five. It's like paradox. it's like the biggest trope. Like, God damn it, just tell them they're gonna die. <laughs> But also, Steins Gate's amazing. Go watch it. Nice. Anyways, let's get back. I just want to uh, do that, that short thing real quick. So the next day, the final round is going to start, and the four of them, uh, you know, approach the stadium wearing their final outfits. Uh, you know, notably, uh, well, one Krama. I forget if this is different than earlier, but he's wearing very like Chinese inspired stuff, which mm-hmm. is just kind of his deal, just to emphasize how goddamn old he is. Uh, but also, Kubara, more importantly, is wearing a pretty interesting uh, article, ar- article of clothing, which I think Sarah might be able to talk a little bit about. Yeah, it's like a... When Kubara, his like, a whole aesthetic is very like typical delinquent, but he ups it up a level because his outfit is more reminiscent to the Bosuzuku? Bosuzuku. Bosuzuku. Too many vowels. Too many vowels, too many oses. And so... It's basically like um, they're like bicycle, like motorcyclists, and they have like a, their own like subculture of their own, where they have like the classic pompadours, they have like the long trench coats, and they're they're not. I guess they would be like the adult equivalent of a of a Yankee, like young adult, uh, yeah, like adult young but adult. young yeah. adult. It's like it's interesting because like from what I read in regards to like. Japanese subcultures, it's like the Bosuzuko are kind of like the, the like the young gangs. They're not like organized kind or anything. They're yeah. like our our brothers on <laughs> on bicycles. <laughs> Let's <laughs> ride together till we die. <laughs> like younger Japanese Harley Davidson <laughs> drivers. Kind of like, but imagine the way bikers were in the '60s rather yes. than later, where it kind of became like a hobby. It's more yeah. like, yeah, we're still gonna beat the shit out of you type yeah. stuff. Yeah. So wait, does that mean that this is like Greece or something? Vaguely, yeah. yeah. Also, the hair. The, an interesting thing about their outfits. I think Sarah may have talked about this in a previous episode when we were just kind of establishing context. 
but the outfits are inspired by kamikaze pilots during World War II, so take that as you will. It's kind of a willingness to die for your cause, but it's also problematic given <laughs> what happened during World War II. Let's be honest. They're, they're, a, lot of the, a lot of the animes don't really have issues with the program problem. Sorry, let me restart that. Please cut this. Uh, the J- Japan doesn't... I mean, this show specifically doesn't have a lot of issues with problematic things. I mean, look um, earlier with the the with the one girl that, like, Yusuke, like, grabs. Oh, okay, okay. You mean problematic things in general. Well, yeah. I was going to say, like, because uh, this show in an indirect way actually deals with Japan's legacy during World War II, which is interesting. Huh. Is it one of those subtle things? It's not really subtle because there's a part during season three where they're just like, yeah, man... Your country did terrible things in the past 50 years. And it's like, what do you mean? The past 50 years? So it's it's indirect, but it's pretty obvious what they're talking about. Yeah. Gotcha. I gotcha. But, yes, in the guards. It's like these outfits are very iconic and they kind of say a lot in terms of the character. And now that I think about with the whole, um, thing when you said that mentioned like the whole like kamikaze thing it's based off those uniforms it's kind of making me think about what that implies later on in this arc but we're all hey! going yes. well yeah and since he's also the modern day samurai yeah. uh like because like the i mean biker gangs like both in the u.s and japan like somewhat try to see themselves as like knights you know like they're horse riders they have their own code of honor their own like uh, organization structure and everything and that fits in very well with both the kamikaze thing and what happens later ah. is it weird that i imagine imagined a uh, a knight on a motorcycle takes out his home and a huge pompadour <laughs> just pops up on, out of it i would watch that anime <laughs> Oh my god, someone needs to make a fucking no, Don like Quixote a, anime. Like a pompadour-shaped helmet. Oh, <laughs> that'd be so cool. And if there's a it's pompadour a horn, it, it stabs someone. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. Like, I'd watch that. Like It's like you have a pompadour helmet, takes helmet off, pompadour. It's like, it's to fit my pompadour. Yeah, it's nice. custom made. Oh my god, I would watch all of this. But anyways, uh, so Koenma asked Botan about taking Genkai over to the spirit world, and she's very sad about this, obviously, but... Uh, Chroma's kind of trying to figure out, like, who the fuck the replacement for Genkai is, and is just like, what do you mean replacement? Ugh. I don't know why this is turning more and more into, like, a fucking Michelangelo voice from Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but you get Kawabunga! Get some pizza, dude! Yeah, but, uh, he, this is, I think, maybe what Patrick was thinking about earlier, because he mentions to Kurobara, like, you must be a very happy man, like, just in regards to, like, you didn't, you didn't just oblivious, I guess. Yeah, he said something, he's like, you're, you're like a goddamn moron or something like that in the japanese dub i think i might have watched this in spanish so i might have just taken down like the english translation of what they literally said so you must be very happy or something like that i got you is it uh i don't know maybe it's one of those those uh uh latino irony things i don't know what you're talking about like i don't know just like like in the language it's it sounds ironic if you say it oh yeah i mean i think think it's the equivalent of like ignorance is bliss like i think like there's the equivalent phrase in spanish yeah that's that's what i'm i was sort of going yeah i don't know my brain is kind of i think you were both looking for ironic and idiomatic at the same time that's the word that's the smart word i was looking for nice nice i I can't speak english very well yeah so, yeah. Sorry, good. I don't speak English. Good. Uh, Sorry, I almost, I almost sounded smart there for a second. So, you, Team Yurimashi shows up with just four, and Team Tagoro shows up just as four as well. And everyone's like, shuts the fuck up, and they're all terrified. And like, at the same, you see like the rivalry with like in between two groups, especially with 
Karasu being very creepy, making eyes towards Kurama. Yeah, he's making weird eyes, and like weird they do that thing where they blacken the rest of the screen except for his face, just staring at Kurama. <laughs> and then you just hear someone like fuck up some notes on the piano, and you're just like, oh, and they have, oh fuck. Like, the- the lightning stare. <laughs> no, this is less. Lightning implies it's two way. Uh, this is very much like a please stop staring at me. Also like, and you see like the sweat drops on Kurama. It, it's like uh, it's like Kurama undress. It's like Karasu undressing Kurama with his mind, but then starting to remove his skin too. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's that's the kind of eyes he's making. The, uh, yeah. Those eyes. Yeah, sorry, I had, I, had, I was gonna say something, but I can't uh, talk. Megan kind of, Megan kind of says that later. Um. Also, speaking of eyes, we find, actually kind of see Tagoro's human eyes, I'm saying that with air quotations, under his glasses for like the first time. I think this is the first time they show his eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think the first time in like... In modern in the day. Present. Yeah, yeah, they've shown his eyes in flashbacks. But Does he have those Wesker eyes? <laughs> God damn it. Like he takes off, their eyes are like glowing and moving around. Like, what's that effect they're, called? Like they're, a... they're just googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh That's my the God. price of demonhood. Yeah, it's like it's like look what the demons have done to me. I have oh the my power, God. but you're no longer human. <laughs> it's like it's 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 like um, it's like Genkai like after transforms like it's like oh my God she just starts laughing hysterically like what what the more he charges up the more his eyes just go they just go side to side. Anyways, since neither team has five members, uh, you know, everyone's just like, how the fuck are they going to do this? This is the final round. My question is, how the fuck did Team Toguro have enough people in previous tournaments? Like, do they just get a fifth person every year nah, and they just die? It's the cash money. I don't know, because they seem, like, they seem to make this a big enough deal that they're like, well, this is a problem. So I wonder if it's like fucking... Um, uh, if it's, it's like, like Spinal Tap, where it's just like, yeah, our drummer's dead again. Um, yeah. And like, so they just have a rotating fifth or something. Dude, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, now just... Oh, sorry. Because I was thinking, like, in any other of, like, the... Because they show a few of their past matches. Yeah. I only... Yeah, you only see Lee, um, the Voltagoro brothers, and Cars too. So it's like, who was the fifth? There had to have been at least two dark tournaments between the one that they were in 50 years ago and the current one. But what else happened there? Who the fuck knows? Maybe they've just had like a whole parade of people go through their like team, and like who's kn- who knows yeah. what's going on. Well, listen, I-, I think actually this I'm gonna be complete serious. My theory on it is that I think that you know how how Tagoro like fights every single person in the team. I think maybe like they just can't find a fifth that can withstand his punches because like the one guy. I mean, I guess spoilers. One of the guys later on has a friggin' punch mark in his face. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, what my thing is that he's probably fighting, and I was like, well, yeah, they just can't survive my punches. I, I think there had to have been people, because they make it a big enough deal that, like, they don't have it for the final, that, like, yeah. it seems like, hey, even if you have all the money on your side, once it gets to the final, you have to have five people. Because they never had, I thought the requirement for all teams is, like, they had five members. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think you can probably get away with it until, like, the end. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, remember earlier, like, didn't they fight, they fought with, like, four people for, like, the longest time? Oh, yeah, because they were out in the... F- the forest yeah oh, fighting okay. catastrophe or whatever yeah so yeah i think maybe it's just like like joe said it's a final thing it like yeah we only need four five people but because you know we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna ever get to that point we're just gonna have the manager hop in yeah echoing megan's you know complaints about the structure of this tournament these rules suck <laughs> yeah they gotta like i don't well, I, to be honest like 
The whole tournament's garbage. I mean, you're probably going to die if you view it. You're probably going to hey, die if you're fighting it. It's a great tournament. Don't go live. You'll <laughs> fucking die. Uh, so, speaking of uh, tournament experience, we go back outside and the girls are having trouble with, like, the Hitler ogre again. Uh, the Hitler demon dude who, Hitler ogre. like, the lecherous fucking uh, child molester Hitler ticket demon. Scalper? No, Ticket Scalper's a different dude. This is the security guard who yeah. has the club. I gotcha. Uh, but, like, then they run into the scalper dude again, and they just fucking steal his <laughs> tickets steal and write their names on them in front of him. It's like, oh, I guess these were ours the whole time. I Whoops, I forgot we had our tickets. I like how easy he just gives up. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah, this ticket's cost me an arm and a leg, but you know what? That, that, that was it. Probably the, the, the 100,000 yen was worth it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got to see Hitler get yelled at by little girls. It was worth it. Um, but anyways... Uh, so back to finding number five. Koenma starts showing up. Uh, he shows up in a thing of mist, and everyone's like, "Oh, who could this be? That, uh-huh. that, that mist must be like powerful." In the Latin American version, he said, "No es mi poder," like as in like this isn't my power. It's just dry ice. <laughs> no es mi poder. Es solo hielo seco. Well, he said the same thing in the uh, in the Japanese. It was like, "Yeah, it's just dry ice." Yeah, it's. it's I yeah, love it. In the English, it's. I don't know. Specifically, dry ice. You might say a fog machine or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's just like fog. Yeah, she just farted. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, basically, the two managers decide to step it up and like bet on their team. One, Sakio is a betting man, and two, uh, fucking Koen was like, "Well, I need to do this, or like shit's gonna go really bad for the spirit world." But luckily, he has a plan. Yeah, Koen has a plan. Uh, I'll give you a hint. If you watch JoJo, it, it's kind of like. Nigurundayo! Smokey. <laughs> but he has a, uh, he has a jetpack that he'll fly away with. Uh, what's it called in the US version? It's like something 5,000? The Quenma Pack 5000 oh, yeah. or something. Quenmatron like 5000, that's it. He yes. like lifts his cape all dramatically and there's like the jetpack. Yeah. I think during later matches he's like, ah, Quenmatron. <laughs> like he's just holding the button ready to like get the fuck out of there. But yeah, that's where the episode ends. Like, how did you guys feel about that one? Kind of, you know, interstitial episode. Bef- calm before the storm, but like, bookkeeping mostly. Like, what do we do with only four people? And other bullshit. It's just sad. I don't know. I just wish... Because I know it's good for the plot, but um, I just... Because I just wish they'd said the truth to everyone, like, Genkai's gone. I, I know that's a moral... A morale downer. Yeah, it's like, they don't want to bring down the morale. But it's like, especially with, like, lacking a fifth member and all this stuff, it's like, I don't know. How do you explain that? Like, Kumara's, okay, Kumara's on the rise bulb, but he's not that dumb. He's probably starting to put things together. Probably. But he's not quite know what's going on. I mean, it's gonna, it's good, I would say, like, I understand why they did it, but I, I think it's just... If I was Yusuke, I would tell the truth, but that's just me. Mm. Yeah. I I guess I kind of like it because I think it fits with the characters. Yeah. Because that's like true. even though in sitcoms I hate it because it's just like no, you would talk about this because you're a fucking married couple and you would fucking talk about it. But in in this, I think it's really like a 14 year old boy isn't willing to admit that like that's his mother true. figure in his fucking life is gone, and then like it also builds into Kuwabara's constant worry. Mm-hmm. That, like, everyone is, like, moving past him. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he ha- Kuwabara has, like, a pretty bad inferiority complex compared to the others. Because, like, Yusuke seems, like, vaguely chosen one-ish. Yeah. And then the other two are, like, literal demons. So he, he always feels like he's catching up. And so this will build into, like, a sense of drama between the two of them. About, like, why wouldn't you fucking tell me, man? That's true. Like, so I, I really like how it actually, like, fits with the characters. Even if it is some classic sitcom bullshit. Yeah. It's just, it feels frustrating, but it makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I keep forgetting these kids, these guys are only like 14 years old. No. It's like, I don't think I'd be able to handle something like that at 14. I probably would like just shut down. I wouldn't look like any of them at 14. <laughs> I look way younger. <laughs> I think, I think, so people like, you know, joke about like, oh yeah, I'm 14 and it's like the most manliest dude <laughs> on the planet. I think both Yusuke and Kuwabara would be like attainable for certain 14 year olds. But, like, characters like fucking young Goku, not as much. Yeah. Like, yeah, stuff like that. But, like, I definitely think those two, you could do it. Like, yeah. I had friends who were, like, on, um, like, uh, who were in the U.S., uh, the USA team, like, Little League baseball team as kids. And they had fucking six packs at 14. So, oh, it's wow. like, you could do this. That okay. sounds extremely unhealthy. Well, I mean, they weren't, like, taking steroids or anything. It was just, like, they played baseball every fucking day. And, like, they were on the wrestling team with me. from baseball? Well, they they were on the wrestling team with me and stuff, too. Oh, okay. So it was a combination of things. Oh, my gosh. I should have played baseball and wrestling. I would have had a six-pack. Baseball doesn't really do that for you. You sure? It's like like you hit a bat, all of a sudden your peck just gets really tight. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so disturbing. (laughs) It's like, ba-ding-dong. Whoa, what's going on here? Speaking of uh, disturbing, episode 55, The Beast Within, a.k.a. Explosion, The Yoko Awakened. Uh, In this episode, Kurama finds himself facing the dangerous Karasu. Kurama, believing that it's his only chance to defeat his eerie opponent, transforms himself into the powerful and equally ruthless Yoko Kurama. Could have been worse. Could have transformed into Yoko Ono. Here's the banshee I'm now, scream. I'm now. Oh damn! I'm now banshee wondering. <laughs> damn kill it. the enemies. I'm now wondering if the Yoko in her name is the same Yoko character. That'd be interesting. Is Yoko Ono? No, like Yoko Ono. I'm wondering if the character, like you know, like the fox, I mean, like it, the actual kanji, is the same. To be fair, her name is like River Child or something like that. Uh, oh, John okay. Lennon. Then that would be that would be a different Yo then. And then Ko is child, so it's probably like River Child. Oh no. Yeah, it's a yeah. I learned that from a John Lennon song. Uh, nice. No, it's a um, sorry. Jul- the song Julia by the Beatles. Oh okay. It's a good ass song. Go listen to the Beatles. Buy buy the <laughs> little known band the Beatles DVD laserdisc. All right. So jury introduces the match between Kurama and Karasu, aka Kurapika versus Yoshikage Kira. Y'all. Need to watch JoJo season four because that would make a lot more sense. And Hunter Hunter, that would make a lot more sense. But uh, you know, Keiko takes wait, wait, issue. Wait, wait, wait. Killer Queen is in is in Hunter X Hunter. No, but anyways, uh, Keiko takes issue with Koto suggesting that everyone in the stadium is there for Team Taguro. You know, she just like yells ah blah blah blah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Ogre seems to call out Koenma f- about. Oh uh, no, seems to he in the Spanish version, uh, Ogre holding up his uh fucking. Tetsubo, his bat, like basically says, uh, "Hey, Koenma, you know you forgot your weapon." Well, I don't think he says that in the English or Japanese version because it's Ogre's weapon. And you mean George's? No, no, he says something like, Ogre "Oh, George. this was for uh, Lord Koenma." Oh well, so oh, I'll okay. just use it away from. So I guess he does say yeah. it in more than one version. Wait, wait. So is his name Ogre? Uh, it's so, so his name is George, but in uh, the U.S. version, sometimes. Koenma calls him Ogre as opposed to George. Oh, which is in sure. now that I think about it, it's kind of weird because like doesn't Lord Farquaad call Shrek Ogre? It's, it's, and it's like Ogre. is this racist? Plus, there's also like a million ogres around. Here, yeah. So yeah. Is, he, is, is it the tone? It's the tone. I, hey Joe, I should say that uh, that George. I'm really is worried where this is going. Ogre bearing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not too bad. Okay. No, I'm I'm just saying like would the equivalent be like if like just like some rich British guy in a show referred to his servant as, ah, oh, Chinaman, and just, like, kept on, like, saying that. It's like, oh, this is weird. I mean, 
It's not like it's not done before. Well, no, that was definitely a true-to-life thing in the 1800s. Uh, well, but even it, like in the 1970s, like I, I watch shows where they refer to people as Chinamen like all the time. It's like, uh, yeah, what? okay. So then, yeah, we'll we'll save this for another time. The racial politics of uh, Spirit World. Uh, but Kurobara asks Kurama about if he's taken the the fruit, you know, or the tea mm-hmm. of the fruit, or however the fuck he's gonna have it. Uh, which, you know, this results in a flashback of them talking to Suzuki, who's like, yeah, fucking Urashima, vape that shit, bro. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> and Kurama's like, yeah, I've been drinking that shit, you know, every once in a while for the past couple of days, testing that shit out. And Kuwabara's like, oh my god, why have you been drinking this? He's like, you know, I'm not going to try this in a match unless I've tried it out for a bit. Don't you know, worry, I drink after 12. It's I get, good. I get crunk it's, after 12. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I always do it more than three hours before bed. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> that's cool I'm not drunk you're drunk yeah god damn it yeah. so uh, Kurama says like oh yeah it allows me to turn into Yoko for about 15 minutes uh, oh, you know god. that's something he's been timing I guess and like maybe he has a graph like I'd like to see Kurama's notes on graph paper it's just like well you can see the uh, it's like he's it blo- averages about to about 15 minutes <laughs> it's like he turns into a massive asshole with a stopwatch for like 15 minutes oh uh, yes 15 but then minutes but with those claws like he can't even write down the notes he like can't write it. oh yeah fuck jail. shit <laughs> Like, hits a stopwatch, puts his finger through it. Shit. Just, like, throws out, gets, like, another one. Or, like, it's, or, like he looks at it and it's like, oh, I just wound this thing. Lol. So, uh, Keiko notices that Botan is feeling pretty down. And, you know, Botan to be like, oh, nothing's wrong, does the fucking cat face. The, yeah. yeah, what is with that cat face? I mean, she's, that, like, five she's times. like the gossip character, and that's a way of indicating the gossip character. Is that a, is that a trope in it's Japan? A, yeah, it's a yeah, trope. Yeah, it's like she's just, you know, she's... Yeah, I, you, you missed it, but Sarah made like a pot of pawing motion. It was it was good. Um, one thing that I thought was cute was I was watching the Spanish version and the way they emphasized the cat thing rather than saying "nyan" was so the word for to worry oneself is "preocuparse," but like the way she says is "preocuparse." Oh, I was gonna say there's a lot cute. of R's in that. I, I thought that was the correct spelling. I was like. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Spanish is weird, Doug. To be fair, I mean, I know that you guys rule your R's, but I don't. Then you actually put the R's in the. In the I have like six R's in the in the word, just so everyone knows. I gotcha. No, I'm only playing. Yeah, but uh, Botan says she wants to leave and like look, go through the hallways for some reason. Uh, is that an idiom or something? No, I I think it was just like a shitty way of saying like I need to get some air effectively. Yeah, I gotcha. And uh, fucking uh, sorry, what's Kubara's sister's name? I forget she's, right now because Kubara's yeah. sister. in the Spanish yeah. version they call her something else for like, whatever reason. Um, Keiko just notices like oh Botan looks sad, but Shizuru actually goes up to Botan. She oh yeah, and she's like you know Denkai knew she was gonna die, and then. Botan's surprised, like, how did you know? And Shizuru, because she has, like, amazing spiritual sense, is like, yeah. And isn't an idiot, unlike her brother. (laughs) She isn't an idiot, like her brother. She's like, yeah, I felt her spirit go, and I think she, if I understand correctly, she might have talked to Genkai briefly. Yeah, so what happened is Shizuru mentions Genkai stopped by... To me, before you took her away to Spirit World, and I see it's yeah. it's like yeah, I just died. Oh, that oh. sucks. <laughs> oh, I, I knew. Oh. And then she's like, I, I know you knew. Yeah. Why are we having this conversation? Anyways, you, you know. Yeah. Anyways, later, just fist bumps. <laughs> see you later. I mean, I, they both can say both of her soundings. They would do that, or they would like, oh, here's like a smoke to go. <laughs> I would. Oh see my god, I, I would actually kind of be down for a sub series where it's just like the two of them hanging out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um. I was going to say, like, you guys watched uh, Cardcaptor Sakura back in the day, right? Yeah. Who's a better spiritual, did, but... spirit-sensitive spirit older sibling? Oh. 
Shizuru or Toya? I would definitely think... Oh. They're both awesome. They are. Is that series worth watching, by the way? It is. Yeah. Like, I only okay. watched it... Well, I watched the English dub as a kid, oh. and it's 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 still good, but it's not... It's way worse, comparatively. I watched mm. the other one last year, and it is really fucking good. It is definitely aimed at kids, but there's enough there for people who are older yeah. and, like, have more life experience. Mm. Like, there's stuff, like, where you more understand the perspective of some of the adults in the show that you wouldn't have necessarily understood as a kid. I, I'll, I'll watch it. It's on a, it's on the Funimation service. I had to pay for it to watch this, but because you know, uh, they took it off my Verve account. Learn like, Spanish and watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Listen, Joe, you kept not giving me lessons, so all I know is to say "Me llamo Patrick" and and pantalones. <laughs> and pantalones. That's all I know. So. Nice. Um, yeah, I think I would only say Toya has the edge only because. He somewhat utilizes it later in the series in oh like, yeah in an active in a significant way, way significant way yeah that's true yeah but I mean Shizuru honestly she's way more spiritually aware than Kobara ever will be but Kobara can physically manifest it so mm-hmm. yeah but I think both siblings are top notch older siblings that everyone should have. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, back into the stadium, uh, jury calls the start, and uh, Karasu asks if Kurama really wants to fight, uh, because he, because it's like, you remember my powers, dog. You really want to do this? You want to step to me? And uh, so, of course, Kurama does want to step to him, because that's that's what they got to do. And uh, Kurama sort of like has a little internal monologue about like, oh, he could uh, fucking blow me up if I'm not careful, so let me put out these razor rose petals, and he, he you know, casts or does... Fuka Enbujin and creates a shield around himself of effectively like a bunch of spinning razor blades. Yeah. And so it's like Mega Man. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. The leaf shield that's going on. Like Karsu is like nonchalant as he walks up closer and Karama's like, wait, he's gonna get shredded to pieces if he walks closer. And then Karsu Sasha is just like making each rose petal explode. You know, I, I, I know that we made Kill the Queen jokes, but he seems more like Kachan than anybody else. Wait, who's Kachan again? From, uh, uh Jojo, uh, oh, no. shit, uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, I still haven't uh, watched it. Uh, what's, uh, was it Murder, Death, Explosion Bakugo. is his hero name? Oh, that dude, yeah. Yeah, Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Bakugo, sorry, yeah. I don't know why I keep calling him. I still haven't really watched it. Deku. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, yeah. only, only Deku, the main character. Wait, Kachan is, is that his, his other, his, his nickname, nickname, right? Yeah, okay, so I didn't nickname. get that wrong, right? Bakugo is his real name. Kachan? It's Kachan, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't mess that up. Yeah. Because I... Yeah, okay, cool. Lol. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think he fits too many things about Kira suspiciously. And then also the timing of when it was released makes the comparison more... I guess so. Yeah. And I, I think I think uh, Tagashi has stated that he's a fan of JoJo, so... Who isn't a fan of JoJo? I mean, there are a lot of people who are not fans of JoJo, but not because they haven't... Not because they've seen it and dislike it. It's usually because, like, it's like, eh, I just... Haven't gotten into it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I watched the uh, fucking Steins Gate and they had JoJo references on it. Nice. Like, it's crazy. So, uh, <laughs> good shit. So Kurama, you know, fucking pulls out the rose whip and then, you know, <laughs> basically like, stay the fuck away from me. And Karasu just ruptures it in midair. And, uh, he you know. a typical uh, Simon Belmont player in Smash. Lol. Yeah, Kurama's just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Take this. Yeah. Uh, so effectively, Karasu starts like, 
going after him and just, like, saying vaguely flirty but also kind of rapey things at him. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, is this the part where he's just like, uh, the things I care about I like to destroy? Oh, no, he said something like, um... He said so that I'll earlier, explain, though. like, so, like, what happens is, like, Kurama, like, dodges a really, an almost fatal nail strike, only to have his leg hit by, like, one of Karsu's bombs that explodes, and, like, every and then, like, Karsu's like, I don't have to touch you in order to, <laughs> <laughs> in order for my to said work. that, though. Ooh. I don't have to touch you in order for explosives to work, but it's a perk, and he's, and he's He's voice. such a creep. He does have that voice in the English show. It's like a very, um, totally like almost porno voice, but not. It's just like it's like, oh. He's <laughs> a like, he's oh. an ASMR yeah, like audiobook he's reader. An ASMR wannabe. That's why he wears the face mask. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought he was just uh, thought he was just steampunk. Oh, no. uh, uh, he in the Spanish version he says like uh, this is what I like about you. There's no there's no other option besides kill or die. Oh my god! So this is the joy of my life. Yandere beyond belief. Eso me gusta de ti. Did they change the music in the in the dub? Uh, I don't think so. Because like I heard like a porno bass halfway through. Was like I'm wondering what that was about. I <laughs> that's kind of weird. That's actually just uh, one of Karasu's other powers. You don't know about it. I got you. Okay, may- I must have looked away during that. He has to set the mood before he sets up the bomb. Before he, fucking, before <laughs> he, before he sets up the bomb. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but yeah, so Kurabara like basically wonders to himself, why isn't Kurabara, uh, why isn't Kurama transformed yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kurama gets hit with another invisible explosive, uh, and then it just goes to break. Da 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 da. Yeah. So. Uh, and it comes back, and uh, Karasu explains, you know, like, his powers. He's like, oh, you know, Kurama, you can uh, manipulate things that exist, such as plants. Well, guess what? I can create and manipulate things that don't exist. Bitch. Like, like gunpowder. <laughs> yeah, like gunpowder and bomb. Things. I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> like, uh, it's almost like he's bragging, but also he's like, yeah, you know that thing you do? I do it better. I'm nagging the shit out of you. Uh, it's, yeah. it's like all of a sudden Sick neg bro It's all of a sudden You see his chest open And you hear him say Straight cattle God damn it So uh, you know uh, Karasu visibly manifests uh, A bomb uh, The deleterious bomb AKA in Spanish He just says This is a bomb Es una bomba And I'm just like Yeah okay cool Very direct um, But yeah He just has a fucking Stick of dynamite in his hands And uh No a skull looking Stick of dynamite yeah, you see that was like so, there was like some metal. It was like a skull, skullamite. It's that's HR so dramatically goth. Yeah, it's <laughs> a dramatic, chaotic gay goth. Basically, that's the only thing I get from Karasu right now. <laughs> that's my favorite D and D alignment: dramatic gay goth. Oh, I think my yeah. Actually, I, I I kept forgetting to bring this up, but every time I saw him, I thought of that funny article. Is like it's like gas leak and goth rave kills zero. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was gas leak and cyber goth uh, rave kills zero. Yeah, it's amazing. But uh, yeah, so so basically, Kurama seemingly explodes, but then during the you know like resolution after the explosion, Karasu is revealed to have a rose stabbed through his fucking hand, indicating like, oh, Kurama's probably still alive. And at the exact fifteen minute mark, Kurama is shown to have transformed into Yoko. Yeah, I pointed out to Joe. I was like, I was like, I was like, hey Joe, I found it funny. He actually did transform at the fifteen minute mark. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So White Yoki shows up again in the shape of a fox. And materializes into Kurama. Well, into Yoko Kurama. Yusuke wasn't there last time. He's like, who the fuck is this? 
Like, he, he's just like, how, how, all this energy is coming from Kurama, and people effectively say, you better believe it. Uh, but yeah, Yoko manifests from the mist and says, you know, if I had stayed as Suichi, I would have been dead. Lucky I'm here. He turns into an asshole. I mean, yeah, that the ladies love, I guess. The beautiful asshole. <laughs> so uh, Yusuke is blown away at Kurama's strength. And so in the Spanish version, this was really weird because this was made before Obama's run in 2008. <laughs> was he, but Ogre like, just was starts... Oh, Ogre just starts chanting, Si se puede! Si se puede! And I was just like, yeah, I know this obviously is a phrase that predates Obama's run because it's in <laughs> Spanish, but it was still just weird seeing it in that context. Wait, I don't... Is this, is can you explain like... it to a white man, please? Oh, so that was uh, Obama... So you know uh, Yes We Can? Yeah. It was the Yes oh, We he's... Can, but for the Spanish language. Oh, uh, is that what they should... Yeah, that's what they would say at Spanish language is stuff. Megan's I note? gotcha. I think that's Megan's note, Okay, yeah. so she, Megan put a note, it's like... Um, The one with America Ferrera before yes. she did Sister of the Traveling Pants. So, <laughs> there's something about this white lady teaches like a like a high school that's predominantly like a Mexican American, and she teaches them how to dance. Or is it no? Is it cheerleading? Are you sure you're not getting uh, cheerleading? Are you sure you're not getting mixed up with the one movie where that guy teaches? The... I was literally about are to bring that up. What movie was that called? That's, that's Stand and Deliver. Are you sure it's not Stand and Deliver? That's a movie about... No, that's different, though. That's about a Puerto Rican man teaching his mostly Puerto Rican class about calculus. <laughs> that was a good movie. I want to watch that. It is show. a good movie, but man, these plots do seem vaguely similar. Like, We're going to learn calculus? Like, that's, like, in the fucking trailer. I gotcha. Anyways, but wait, wait, how did, did, did they say Si Se Puede? Yeah, there's, like, this one scene where they win, like, the, tur- like the tournament, and they're, like, a little bit demoralized, because, I don't know, the other team's just, like, really, either, like, really good, or they're really rich, and they make fun of them, and then the, their coach is like, don't worry, girls, Si Se Puede, Si Se Puede, and then that's how they win, because they have <laughs> the motivation to overcome their struggles, and nice. So that's all you need, motivation, nothing else. <laughs> You know, no resources, I, no nothing. No skills, just I I motivation. Movie, yeah, you know, it's it's like that part in that other Disney Channel movie of skate better. Just skate better. Just talking yeah. about Brink. Yeah, I'm bringing up oh, Brink. Man. Uh, Are you sure you're not talking about the, the roller derby one with, uh, what's her name? Ellen Page. Is that, is Ellen Page in that one? No, I don't know. <laughs> you just guessed that. <laughs> I don't nice. know. I forgot. It was the one where it's like, it's like all stylistic and like, there's the roller, the, what's that roller derby with, it's like the, it's like. Death race except oh roller. rollerball roller oh. that movie sucks. Well, I guess I'm not, I I probably should have watched it then. Okay, so let's, let's start anyway. Out, guys. Um, so Yoko is happy that he has a strong opponent, so he because he looks forward to killing him. And this Yoko and Karsu basically start goading each other, saying, "I you're not where the opponent you're not and." Cars is like, you're not a worthy opponent of me. We're not equals. And Car and Yoko's like, I can agree to that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that was only in the English version. Well, yeah. the, the argument is in all versions, but that line, English only. So fucking uh, good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Yoko asked Karasu if he's familiar with the Ojigi plan, to which Karasu's like, I... What? What the fuck are you... Do- I don't care about gardening. Yojigi so, <laughs> is up. So Yoko starts pulling, like, effectively uh, Hiro- Hirohiko Araki and just be like, let me tell you some shit I know about plants for an hour. <laughs> and, like, he's just like, well, the Yojigi is a motion-sensing plant from South America, and when I infuse it with demon energy, it's gonna fuck you up. 
And, uh, yeah, so he does this and creates a bunch of uh, tentacle monsters with uh, vagina mouths, I guess you could say, (laughs) uh, surrounded by plant leaves, uh, which all attack Karasu, which, as we know, as he is a uh, gay goth, this is his ultimate nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) As any any gay goth would experience. (laughs) Yes. And uh, Karasu tries to kill them, like, you know, with bombs and stuff, but one rises out of the smoke of an explosion and just fucking implants itself on his chest and starts, like, sucking the blood out of him. And, uh, end of the episode. This is what we call the bad suck. Yes. Goddamn. But, uh, yeah, actually, the, the plants remind me of the, uh, the plants from... Have you ever seen the Wall movie? It's, like, in the truck... Um, the what? Sorry. I... Oh, like, oh. The, as Pink uh, Floyd's The Pink Wall. Pink Floyd's The Wall. No, I'm not, actually. Oh, there's this one part where it's, like, during the trial where it's, like, a... There's a lot of symbolism with the, the, it was like the plant going, it's like a huge similar thing, but the plants remind me of the vagina plants from that movie. Oh, there are, okay, so I guess, yeah, well, I, I was going to say, oh, there are like vagina plants and a lot of things, and I'm like, oh yeah, there are actually. I mean, actually, like, I mean, I saw, a spy trap is essentially yeah. like a vagina plant. Yeah, who's, uh, is it Georgia O'Keeffe who's the painter who mm-hmm. is just like, I'm just going to paint buds and they're all vaginas, yeah. ha ha. Actually, that's, I think that's what the reference was in The Wall. Oh, really? That's okay. Crazy. I watched it. I, also, fun fact, I watched that movie on the plane. There's a lot of nudity, so... I that was on a plane? Like, oh, oh, I thought you meant that it was no. shown on the plane. I was like, damn. No, I had a, I had my, D, I had a, uh, my laptop and I was watching on a plane. I didn't realize there was so much nudity, so I like, watched, turned it off and played Half-Life 2 instead. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. I, the closest experience I have to that is I once watched uh, Hard Boiled, which is like a Hong Kong cop action movie, like on a plane, and like when... The plane ride was over. The guy behind me was like, "That movie was sick as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> me, I, I would yeah. totally do that. That I would have just given him a high five. I was like, "I'm not even angry, dude." He's like, "What was the name of that?" I was like, "You need to watch it again. It's hard boiled. It's amazing." He's like, "I will." Did you, you should. Did, he, did you like have the volume up? Or did you just watch it? Really no, he just watched mind? it through the crack. Like, he's like, the volume. <laughs> oh shit. It was great. Yeah, with the volume off. Like, there's subtitles because it's a Hong Kong movie. Oh. So he's able to just read everything, yeah. (laughs) That's that's awesome. It was great. Uh, So what do you guys think of that episode? I thought it was Hong (laughs) Kong-tastic. Yeah. I was thinking of a better joke, but no. I thought it was, like, really good. I actually loved the the intense scenes with them. The battle was really fun. I Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Karsu's... I love Karasu as a character. Like, obviously, I would never want to talk to a person like this in real life, because holy shit. Uh, like, murderous, rapist, like, weirdo. I don't want anything to do with that, but, it's... like, it's cool seeing him. Yeah. She kind of, he kind of reminds me of that one, I guess, in making another, now My Hero Academia is the new JoJo. Uh, the one girl that sucks the blood. Oh, What's um, her name? Tabi or something. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of her, like, that, that psychotic sort of thing. Oh, Toko. Her name's Toko. Toko. Yeah, like, like, psychotic so attraction. Super yandere. She's like, I want your blood, Deku. And she has like um syringes to get blood from people. Nice. Yeah, her power is interesting, but mm-hmm. but yeah, that that sort of like that sort of like yandere, like the extreme love, mm-hmm. or the extreme creepiness of mm-hmm. attraction. Yeah, kind of reminds me of of that character, or probably probably be vice versa in that case. But it's earlier, but. Yeah, I, I love that dynamic. I thought it was really interesting. It gave him that creepy vibe. Yeah, yeah. he's very um, vampire-like. And there's like how what he looks like. His not necessarily his powers. Yeah, his powers are definitely not. Yeah. but like the way he, the way he dresses, yeah, the way he, he acts. Yeah, uh, very sexual. Yes. <laughs> I was like, all right. 
This is why all the goth kids like the, like this pairing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not to trash anyone's shit, but I notice patterns. <laughs> do she's our resident shipmaster. Fandom ships. Do you think do you do you like him for better goth boyfriend or Corona Way? Oh, Corona Way all the way. way. <laughs> Which you'll find out later and who you that is. So I was gonna ask who's Corona Way. Yeah, he's a character Basically from the movie. Basically, another god boy who actually is deserving of a Karama ship. Is it goth not... boy or is it goth boi? Both. I it could you. be both. Basically, whatever cards do, but you know, ship what you want, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess like it depends on how canonical we think the movie is, but yeah, you can ship non-canonical shit all you fucking yeah, want. Well, I mean, it's a ship. Want, it's yeah. Shipping is, for, is essentially you can ship what you want. You're allowed to. It's different rate supply. Yeah. I've seen somebody ship Sherlock with Goku once. <laughs> that, I mean, that's interesting. That one only. That's, like so that's creative. That one only makes sense because, like, if you've all seen Dragon Ball Super, there's the part where Goku accidentally derives the theory of relativity while fighting a dude. <laughs> I'm not joking, that actually happened. Oh my god. Wait, what part was that? Uh, when he's fighting Hit, and he's just like, oh, well, of course you're able to stop time. You display oh, yeah. space. Jesus. And I was like, you did what just now? Goku uses his brain. Yeah. He's no, smart. Goku's a genius fighter. He's an idiot everything else. <laughs> I, I did think that was a pretty awesome fight, though. Oh, no, it is an amazing fight. If you guys have never seen it, it is like one of the best anime fight scenes yeah. of all time. Like jo- Joe like pushed me to watch Super, and I thank him for it, because, man, Super Super's like... Like, it's, I mean, it's still below Dragon Ball, but it's, like, right there. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, yeah, so, uh, speaking of not Dragon Ball, uh, episode 56, Yoko's Magic, a.k.a. the Desperate Karama, a final measure. In this episode, Karasu is set to take the victory. Taking his own life into his hands, Karama prepares to sacrifice his life energy to defeat the demon. But with no life energy remaining, Karama may stay down forever. Oh, dun, that's dun, not dun. a good plan if he has no energy. Hey, I mean, he wants his friends to survive. Yeah, well, good guy, Karama. So this starts with a uh, looming demonic Ojigi. Uh, they try to swarm cars. Who kind of replays this stuff? And uh, <laughs> in the you know, Karama says something that he didn't say in the previous episode, even though it should have been in the same place. He's like, "Hey, this plan has feelings. Don't make it angry." <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, back to where it ended the last episode, the plant Jainas start uh, latching on plant and seemingly like, eating him and themselves. Uh, Quen was really fucking disturbed, uh, so he, his head transforms back into his child form because he's like, oh god! Uh, and like, oh, Ogre points god. this out to him, he's like, hey, your face, your face! And Quen uh, pulls his hat back onto his head, like mixes his face around a bit, Rubik's Cube <laughs> style, and then comes back out all pretty. It's good, it's good. Uh, so the Ojiga, the Ojiki cluster starts coming down like a weird elevator, and lands, and, like, right before Jury's about to be, like, Karama's the winner, and Karasu breaks out and is fucking pissed. Wait, did we mention Jury saying that, uh, say, or Karama said Jury, if you want to survive, don't move, if you want to live, don't move? Oh, that yeah. That was in the last episode. Yeah. That was a really good line. Awesome. I, I, I really, yeah, I think I'm falling, I'm, I'm falling in love with the character of Jury. I think she's really cute and really cool character. <laughs> also in the last episode... The most iconic evil? gif no. of Yoko Kurama. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he does a cool thing where he puts, like, he's about to, like, uh, the plant is about to, like, consume Karasu, and he's, like, he puts, like, Yoko Kurama does finger a finger gun. gun against his head, and he's, like, bang. bang. And it's, like, the most gifable moment ever. <laughs> anyway, fangirling over. 
Lol. Uh, but... Don't worry, I did too, so you're good. <laughs> so, uh, Jury, like, you know, is effectively jumped out of the ring, and she's like, what the fuck? You know, in various versions, she says different things. She literally says, what the fuck, and gives him the finger in the English dub. In the, in the uh, Spanish one, she's like, I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, and in the English one, doesn't she say, I don't get paid enough for this? Yeah, she like, basically like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> to be fair, though, I would have said the same thing. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, the hazard pay has to be insane. Yeah. I and mean, doesn't know that Kodo's on the sidelines always, like, shading her? <laughs> to, I mean, to be fair, Jury does some, like, I won't say morally questionable, but she's just, like, not... I don't think she really is into it. She's not, yeah. not into it. Yeah, she just wants to get, she just wants some guy, some, like, rich playboy to marry her. Who, uh, jury, or? jury, jury. Koto, thought... Koto is in it for real. She loves the violence. She's like the realist, like sadist weirdo. Wait, I thought Jury had a boyfriend because, like, I think it was either this one or the next episode. She was like, like your boyfriend's watching or something like that. No, so that was Koto effectively saying, like, your future boyfriend who you're yeah. gonna meet through this job is watching. Oh, oh, okay. That's why I was a bit confused. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. So uh, switches to Toguro telling Sakio to get behind him. You know, because Sakio, even though he's like probably a scary crime warden could like murk a dude is still a human and will get like ripped apart if shit happens mm -hmm. uh but karasu starts sucking in air slash key and then kind of goes super saiyan yeah like you know like so spoilers but in season four of uh, judges Bizarre adventure the main villain who has very similar well somewhat similar powers for some reason i won't get into his hair just changes color at some point and it seems like this too to be honest, though, JoJo's good at that. Like, the last episode of the season five, sorry, I'm going to get off track, but the last scene of episode five, they switched the color palettes, like, randomly, and I thought I was looking at a different character for, like, five minutes. <laughs> That's not a joke. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, oh, he sorry. just looks like a blonde. Oh, yeah, don't they, don't they mention something yeah, like that in the, in the English version? They say something like, in following stereotypes, he's now more aggressive and something... Like, more aggressive and now uh, blonde. Oh, and, and more popular or and something more popular. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, Koto. <laughs> yeah, so Hiei points out that Karasu is making himself into a giant bomb. And in the Latin American version, they say, his hands are the detonators. And I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, Karasu crashes into Kurama and blows up a big chunk of the ring in the stadium, which, you know, is not acknowledged by any continuity ever. They don't, like, show, like, oh yeah, this, the fucking ring is fucked up when uh, Hiei starts his fight. But, uh, Kurama survives and comes out from, like, some rubble, but it's, he's back in human form. Like, he got hit so fucking hard, he turned into human form. Hey, to be fair, though, in that last, the, the next fight, it, you don't see the ring that, from a, uh, a, a aerial view at all. I think a big enough area of it was fucked up that, like... You should have been able to tell that something had happened. Maybe, but at this point, I just give up. I just gave up caring. Yeah. So Kurama notices that the effect of the elixir has gone down with each use. I think he just averaged out fifteen minutes like previously, but he hadn't noticed that there had been a trend. Like it's probably started at like seventeen, went to sixteen, went to fifteen, went to fourteen, went to thirteen, and now it's just like, oh fuck, it's not like you know there mm -hmm. for long at all. Well, to be fair though, he also used a ton of energy compared to when he was just testing it out. I really hope someone accidentally edited what I said because I definitely did not mean to say what it says in the notes right now. So I wrote Kurama... I was thinking, like, I think this is, this is not right. I think I meant to say all out, but what was written in the thing was Kurama goes all anal, and I was like, um... I was like, I don't want to say anything, but... Yeah, but he goes on a hand-to-hand -hand chase of Karasu. He goes which, on an anal hand chase. With a traditional karate and kung fu forms. Oh just like, you know, rushing him, even though Kurama's not that good of a physical fighter. Like, he's doing all the shit right. 
It's just like you can tell there's not much power behind he's it. He's got those noodle arms. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but so, uh, sorry, fangirls, but you know, <laughs> he, pro- he probably uh, he's probably what like t- he's like five foot nothing and like maybe less than a hundred pounds wet. Hey. So, sorry. It's okay. He's still beautiful. <laughs> and plus, I mean, he's a demon, so he could probably fucking, like, squat, like, a thousand pounds, but he's just weak compared to the dudes who are around him. Got noodle, got those noodles. Yeah, no, dude, he's got fucking full-on lasagna arms. <laughs> lasagna arms. Anyways, Kurama, uh, correctly dude, dodges, <laughs> yeah, Kurama correctly dodges a bunch of strikes that should be invisible to him, so he's just, like, doing some cool prediction, and then does, like, a palm strike into Karasu's chest trying to implant the death seed, which Karasu, like, calls out. He's like, yeah, nice try, dick. And then just, like, rips the death seed out of his chest. He's like, try that again. I'll kill you. Um, but no, he says, like, oh, it's called Tact Karama. Maybe you should try it. Like, Man, you know, very, a, very catty. There's a lot catty. of going on here. I'm just not going to... That Karasu it. plants the... Uh, that Karama no, plants they, the seed on Karasu's chest. They got, like, vagina plants planting seeds. It's like, uh, it's getting a little bit too... It's a very sexual fight, okay? Yeah, like, this is very... Sensual. Sensual. <laughs> getting awkward. Sensual flight. Lol. And so, uh, so Kurama is, like, trying to, like, flip around, but then he gets caught by, like, a bomb that comes out of the ground and clips onto his legs. And, uh, I forget what they call this in some of the other versions, but in the, in the, uh, Spanish version, he's like, this is my assassin bomb. Mm. And, uh, so in the, (laughs) you see, like, the bomb goes off, you see fucking Kurama's bone, and, like, the leg is all fucked up. And the the bomb's like, Kaikobia! Yeah, no, so in the, in the U.S. version, when it shows up, he says... Here to say, bombs away. And then, like, Karasu says some line, and then he says, then the, it goes back to the bomb, and he's like, out of luck, now you're... And then he just, ugh. And then just explodes. You and know, the implication being, like, they just cut off, out of luck, now you're fucked! And after he explodes, it just cuts to, to Karasu, and he was, he's like, it's like, it's like Shihatu Tet, Jakutun Wanai. Oh, the, the JoJo reference. Uh, but, so the, uh, Karsu then, like, basically, like, he's like, hey, uh, let me show you something, and then shows, like, that there have been a bunch of bombs around Kurama the entire time. Oh, what's up? I'm just shaking my head. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head, like, I got the order wrong. No, you did, you are good. Yeah, he basically makes it visible, like, yo, dog, you've been surrounded by these the whole time, I'm just making them visible to you and your little power, (sighs) dog. Gives you a fighting chance. Because when, uh, Kurama had turned into his full demon form, he could see the bombs, but Mm -hmm. now that he's back into human form, he can't. Because, uh... They don't really, they make, this is the one of two fights where they make this like a thing. It's just like, hey, there are certain things you can't see unless you have enough power. They did it one time during the uh, Team Dr. Ichigaki fight Mm -hmm. uh, where a use case power-up allowed him to see the shit. But like, and they do it now. Mm -hmm. This never comes up again during the entire rest of the series. (laughs) They should just like get like like, uh, demon seeing glasses. Uh, Yusuke actually had a, the psychic spyglass. It's yeah. just like he's not constantly wearing it. Yeah, wh- whatever happened to that? Does that they like, never did bring all those the gadgets back. just like it just like became meaningless after? Yes. But at fight. some point, Yusuke was doing less detectiving and, and more, more like punching people. Like he just he stumbled into like the path of the person he was supposed to beat up, and then he <laughs> solved the crime by beating him up. Yeah, like I don't know. I like how it started out it was supposed to be a detective show, and it just turned into tournament arc, tournament arc city. Yep. I think, yeah. That, I think, yeah, I think that maybe he would just, like, wrote himself. He's like, yeah, I'm not liking the way this is going, so I'm just going to throw him in a bunch of tournament arcs and well, see where it goes. So, Dragon Ball original actually is the same way, where in interviews he's been like, I wanted to do some adventure shit, like, but they really liked the martial arts tournament thing, which I wanted to do as a one-time thing. It became the fucking show. Yeah, that's the only thing, the only, the only thing that bums me out is the tournament arc trope. I know that, you know, a lot of them are good, especially the Yu Yu Hakusho, but it's like, 
Uh, that it's like such a big thing. But to be honest, though, when you find an anime that that's like completely different, has none of that, it like is really like a fresh breath air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but, think I think Yu Shows kind of does it does it in like best in class, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it is kind of like a thing that comes out every every once in a while, and it's it's quite uh, like you have to do new shit or else it will just feel old. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the uh, U.S. version of Tagoro says something like, "Oh, Karasu deeply enjoys the suffering of others." So Sakyo had kind of been like, "Yeah, whatever for Karasu before that," and he's like, "Oh." Guess we have more in common than I thought. Because <laughs> it will turn out later that Sakyo isn't just like a crime lord who's like a genteel dude. It turns out he's actually like a fucking psychopath. You just don't know yet. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna point this out. Every time I see L.A., I, I know it's just, I know it stands for Latin, Latin America, America, but I keep thinking L.A. Los Angeles. Like, Los Angeles yeah. it's, like, it's like out of respect, dude. I will leave your face intact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entirety of L.A. says this. No, but uh. <laughs> Karasu just, uh, you know, while he's, like, fucking up Kurama's body, says in the Latin American version, Out of respect for your great fighting spirit, I will leave your face intact. While in the Japanese version, he says, I wish I could place you at my side forever. As your reward, I will let your beautiful face remain just as pretty as it is. Jeez, can we calm this down, please? Let me get to the U.S. version. (laughs) Your red hair is perfect for that fiery spirit. I admire you know that uh, that's why I've decided to leave your beautiful face unharmed. I may not be able to keep you, but I'll always have the memory of your face to give comfort. Jeez. So notice how the Latin American one pretty much purposefully edits out the, like, I'm trying to fuck you angle of it. Like, probably because they're like, well, we don't want to have to deal with the controversy of this. While the Japanese one is like, yeah, explicitly, I want to marry you, but also kill you. While the U.S. version is like, I don't know, and fuck, marry, kill, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll do all three, probably. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably- all three it's kind of like i love you i want to like literally kill you and then maybe eat you <laughs> sort of like some weird handle <laughs> my kind of date uh krama, krama outlines his plan of opening a small cut is the german dub literally i just really want to fuck you dude and like put, it like shrugs you need to watch the german dub like you understand a bit so like you'd be able to like come on watch it watch at least one episode we'll see uh, but yeah, so Krama in his mind is outlining his plan for opening a small cut near Karasu's heart. Mm-hmm. He's like, wasn't trying to plant the death seed, jerk. I was actually trying to make a small hole near your heart. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Uh, Karasu, uh, wait, I think I might have wrote this wrong, but, uh. So is it, he, he doesn't actually plant anything, but he's able to. Makes a tiny scratch near the heart. Right. And yeah. that attracts attention of, like, his, it's his enough, plants. It's yeah. enough blood to attract the vagina plants. The, yeah. The, the vag- no, it's a, it's a different it's plant. A different, the it's, life it's, not, it's not the plant. death seed, and it's not the vagina plants. It's the penis It's one plants. that he doesn't actually, like, name. It's just a plant. Yeah, but, uh, so Karasu starts blowing Kurama up, uh, pretty bad. Oh, and, like, yeah. a, uh, like some dude, some demon from the audience just steals Koto's microphone, and another one starts like groping her. That was weird. It, yeah, it was. That was weird. They're implied to be drunk, but also, man, demon world probably terrible for demon women. I mean, I mean, have, like, you don't see any though. Like, no, I think, there are demon women in the audience regularly. Like, like one or two. There's, I know there's that cat lady. But yeah, there's the cat one. lady. There's the one with like the like bug eyes and yeah if you think about it why would you want to take your, like your girlfriend or your wife there or even go there i mean half the audience like dies i was gonna say no one should be in the audience the dark tournament oh, i mean there's gotta be a youtube stream or demon stream somewhere demon stream 
Uh, but yeah, so Kurama then uses life energy, uh, because it's the only energy he has left, to shoot out a blood-sucking plane directly into Karasu's chest. Uh, seemingly instantly killing him, but just, just to note, this will be important later, Kar- uh, Kurama's leg is on the ground. He's kneeling. I don't know why I'm mentioning this. But Kurama passes the fuck out, and uh, but springs up after a while, because, you know, everyone thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. And he springs up and he realizes, oh, the reason the transformations have been going shorter and shorter is because more and more of Yoko's energy has been bleeding back into me. And so, like, now he realizes he's becoming more and more demon again. So he ran out of all his life energy, but he still had some demon energy left. Yeah, basically. boy. Okay. Um, next. So... We have uh, a thought section to which Megan wrote a note. Anyone else getting rapey vibes from Karsu? Yeah. The answer is oh, yes. yes. An no, yes. not at all. I mean, I'm not seeing it at all. I don't know what you guys yeah. are talking about. I just want to keep your head decapitated from your body. You know, just fuck it, man. And so, uh, yeah, we have a little character profile of this dude who is, who is, is not long for the world. What's, what's up? Is that Alan Card? Well, uh, so Karasu, uh, he's a quest class demon. They mentioned the quest class. It never becomes a thing in Yu Hakusho ever again. But I think it was just a nice way of being like, oh yeah, they can materialize shit. You could see this concept reflected in Hunter Hunter as uh, conjurers. But is like, that is is the class system a, du- a dub thing? Because I have not heard anything. No, so they say it in the Japanese version, but well, they say a different word. But then, so in Japanese, there's multiple writing systems. There's katakana. Kanji, hiragana, and furag, and I think mm-hmm. is furagana the one that is just kana that is next to kanji to make it more pronounceable. Um, which one? Furagana. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so I think if you look at the manga and also the notes of the explanation of the quest class, they have a different word next to it in kanji, but then there's furagana that's like questo classu, mm. and so. This one's more like a, it's in the manga and was resurrected for the English dub. In other words, Joe's saying read the manga, plebs. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, So he can make people explosive by touching them, or he can just blow them up by touching them. Uh, He can generate living and non-living bombs that can seek people, such as the trace eyes, the grenades, deleterious bomb, and the mad bomb. He can suck in his aura and make himself into super saiyan explosive. So... The Wikia, fa- the fandom wiki said one of the most dumb things I've ever read in my fucking life. <laughs> but so, uh, a podcast I listen to called How Did This Get Made has a segment called Wikipedia. Oh, no, no, no. It's a different podcast. It's a, uh, it doesn't matter what podcast it is. But it has a segment called Wikipedia Said It Worse, which is where Wikipedia has something that is technically true, but said in the dumbest or <laughs> worst way possible. And so I want to read this directly from the fandom wiki. Due to Karasu's distracting intimate comments toward Kurama, many fans have been led to believe that he is in fact homosexual. <laughs> I'm just like, you think? You fucking think? <laughs> not. I'm not seeing I, it. I don't see it, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're crazy. So, uh, someone who knows Naruto Shippuden better than me, uh, could you explain this? But I saw a note that's like, he's apparently similar to Deidara, Deidara who's a member of Akatsuki, who uses bombs, I think. Well, here's... I'm gonna stop you there and say, who gives a fuck about Naruto? Hey, Naruto is good, minus the filler. Uh, so, the, I, so, I mean, the entire I show... I don't watch that. I'm trying to think no, of what other characters it. he reminds of. In, like, we only watch Ryan good shows here at the... At the Yu Hakusho, so. <laughs> hey, Naruto's decent. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the whole show being filler, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Read the manga. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. I probably I'm just was. trying to think of other examples of what their dynamic reminds me of. I feel like it's a very classic dynamic where it's kind of like a, um, enemies with, like, that lingering sexual tension. If you know, like, the trope, it's like, um, what's it called? Not foe Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, um, while you while you try to remember that, it just occurred to me he has another similarity with a character mm-hmm. from uh, Hunter uh, named uh, Gentharu, who has the like he can touch people to make them into bombs and stuff like that. So there there goes that again. He also has another similarity with Kira Queen, where he's fucking creepy as shit. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so another note about him: he was defeated by the Tagoro brothers a long time ago, and is seeking re- uh, to get stronger for revenge because the Tagoro brothers. Uh, had a terrible act of violence committed against them, so they decide to commit that against other dudes and trap them all in this like weird uh, toxic masculine cycle of violence. It's great. You know, is that their tryout? Is just beat the fuck out of the people that try to apply. It's like a gang. It's like a gang, except you get beat up by a really big strong man. No, that's uh, there are gang initiations where they're just like, we're gonna just kick you for like a minute, and then like it's like, hey, if you're not dead, you're in. Yeah, I think uh, gang, the gang life's not, not the life for me. So I just look at TV tropes, and it is ho-yay. Yay! So there's two types of, like, shipping tropes where basically refers to, like, non-canon pairings, a.k.a., like, or crack pairings, because usually these, like, kind of, like, blank yay pairings are usually the ones, like, it's never going to happen, and usually fans will ship them for, like, reasons that probably the showrunners would never even think of putting these two characters these together. These two dudes are left-handed. Yeah. Or like, oh, like, oh, they're two dudes. Like, oh, they're more enemies. So they happen to fit the faux and ho tropes. Mm, so wait, okay. I had a question. If they had two, two people that fought each other that were named Emily, would they be named Mortal Emilies? <laughs> well, mm. Did I say Emily or Emily? No, no, sorry. No, no, no. I, no you, you corrected yourself, but I... I thought about that. I was like, huh, let's see if that joke works. What if works. you had two warring sea anemones? Would they be mortal anemones? And it, <laughs> I'm sorry. That one's better than mine. No. That one's way better than mine. deserve to die. <laughs> that was way better than mine. Joe. So speaking of deserving to die, episode 57. Actually, speaking of that, let me, uh, I need to armor. real quick. That's, uh, in the Japanese. Oh, uh, we, do you want to just take a break yeah, now? Let's yeah, let's take a break. break. Yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> Beneath Bowie's armor, intimidation. Bowie removes his armor. In the English dub, they pronounce it Bowie. Like they really enunciate the E, but I'm not gonna do that. So anyway, after a disappointing a disappointing verdict is handed down in the Karama versus Karasu match, he seeks to recover from the setback in the ring with Bowie. Will the power lurking beneath Bowie's armor be too much for him? We'll see. Can I call him Bowie Boy? Yeah, you could call him Bowie Boy. Okay, so uh, his new name is now Bowie Boy. <laughs> nice. So yeah, uh, the episode starts with Karama apologizing, uh, you know, which seems kind of weird, and then Karasu is declared the winner on the basis that Karama was in contact for a 10 count before the kill happened. Uh, which, if you go back and watch the episode, he actually was on the ground, and you could count it, and he really was. The only thing that's different is I'm pretty sure Jerry didn't do the 10 count at the end of the last episode. Like, you didn't hear yeah. her saying it. But it's implied, I guess. Yeah, apparently, because she gets, like, and I guess, like, the committee's like, oh, yeah, the committee 
Who is operating that VCR now? Because we saw the committee's fucking dead. Who yeah, is like, who, who is the VCR? Yeah, Sakio's down in the in the arena, so I'm just imagining him being like, "Excuse me," and you see a businessman just fucking running <laughs> up the stairs up to the production booth. He's like, ah, 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 and then like runs back down. He's like, ah, ah. here you go. But yeah. Uh, and uh, you hear dos mas, which is Spanish for two two more yeah. ten thousand. Like they, they times. just repeat dos mas, dos mas, basically dos. saying they like kill two more. See, my little man, limited Spanish could help out a little bit. <laughs> nice, nice. But uh, so Yusuke brings uh, Kurama back to their side, and Kubara says that they'll all survive. You know, you know, like oh, even if we lose this, we'll still survive. But Elder Toguro, being the First biggest, I was fa- afraid. Now I'm petrified. God damn it! <laughs> but Elder Toguro, being the biggest asshole on the planet, says like. Oh, yeah, that's funny that you think that, because if I win, I'm going to use my wish on killing all of you. He's going to take a wish, like like a fucking Dragon Ball level wish, and waste it on just killing his enemies, as opposed to doing anything with it. Listen, I mean, once you have unlimited power, what more can you get at that point? Like, I mean, seriously. I guess they won once already. He seems petty enough to be like, kill these teenagers. Oh yeah, he's, he is super fucking petty. I think he's the epitome of petty. Imagine if he like uses his wish and wishes for, Racha, for Sriracha. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but so one thing that was said in the Spanish version, that like, I don't know if it's a Spanish idiom, it would make sense if it was, but like, I thought it was like really cool and one of the few times the Spanish version had like a cooler line than the other versions. He said, he said the equivalent of like, don't worry, infierno espera con puertas abiertas, aka hell is waiting with open doors. And like he says that as his eyes turn red, it's like, this is amazing. That's pretty metal. Yeah, it's metal as fuck. But uh, George says, you know, like, oh, you know, Yukina would cry. And then like, Yukina's like, George. uh, That's the ogre. I I know. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you know, Yukina's like, wait, why would I cry? And then everyone's like, don't worry. Uh, you know, just implying that she still doesn't know about Kuwabara and her being a thing, apparently. Uh, but Hiei says he uh, he wants to kill the tournament committee, to which Sakio says to Toguro on the <laughs> side, like, uh, yeah, he doesn't know, but I've already granted his wish, so we, we good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's in for a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Just cuts <laughs> them all fucking dead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Elder Toguro, like, steps into the ring, but then Bui steps in and he's like, uh, he wants to demonstrate his strength or crush their hope or something. It doesn't say why he's doing this, but Elder Toguro is, like, surprised. He's like, oh, Bui's stepping in. He he normally isn't this fired up. Let's see what's going on. But uh, Hiei declares to Yusuke that he, quote-unquote, uh, you know, I wanted to take the thug with the sunglasses, but uh, mm-hmm. this one's mine. But, you know, given what he did to Genkai, this one's mine. He's like, yeah, cool. Works for me. And then, like, Kurobar's trying to fight, and all of a sudden, he, like, like uh, Sane teleports on the stage, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> or, like, I, I guess it's, like, the opposite of nothing personal, kid. It's, like, yeah. nothing personal, giant axe man. Yes. <laughs> giant axe man. Uh, so. Exactly. So, uh, Bui summons his gigantic axe, which uh, Koto declares is even bigger than in the semifinals. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I guess he has act, get act, make axe big, or was it make axe <laughs> grow? F- what, what, what? Axe grow long. Axe grow long. Yeah, but anyways, big. yeah, axe 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 accelerate size and mass. Yes. So uh, T- he takes off his cloak top to reveal his uh, newly found arm bandages, which are covered in charms and and ties, and uh, so they have like a different wordplay with this in the different languages. Where in uh, in the original Japanese, 
they say a Japanese phrase that I didn't write down, but effectively the name of the binding translates to bound abominable spell wrapping, mm. which Kuwabara being uncultured is like, oh, this word that sounds very similar and is written with slightly different kanji that means intergenerational house binding. <laughs> and like, you know, that pun is totally lost in the other languages. So in the US version, they replace it with like, oh yeah, that binding contains his powers, you know, aka it yeah. stops it from erupting out. While like, uh, Kuwabara is like, oh, why would you remove it then if it contains his powers? And uh, Kuwabara is yeah. like, uh, no, I mean, Kurama's like, no, different definition of contains, <laughs> dumbass. In the Spanish version, they don't do any pun. They're just like, yeah, that's for his powers. <laughs> it's like, cool, way to really live up to how this the trends have been going. Is, is, Kur- is, Kur- is Kuwabara just basically Beavis on the show? Not really. I mean, I think I think this is definitely one of those things where, like, one... Kurama is super knowledgeable about obscure shit, and two, knowing, like, obscure kanji is considered, like, a mark of, like, education and high culture, while, like, you know, this is gonna, this is a coarse analogy, but, uh, Kurama is thinking in kanji, Kuwabara is thinking in katakana. Uh. <laughs> yeah, kind of vaguely classist, but you get the idea. So the, the uh, fight begins with Bui charging and, like, does, like, a jump into the fucking stratosphere and crashes down. Uh, missing Hiei because he just hits his afterimage, you know, of course, it's an anime. So he embeds his axe into a tile, which Hiei starts taunting him about, but then Bui just, like, lifts his axe out of the ground with the tile still in it, and oh just starts flinging God. tiles at him, and it's epic <laughs> as hell. Well, not just him, him and everything that's even remotely close. Oh yeah, a lot of people died in the audience during yeah. this little bit. Yeah, I think I, I don't think this is where Koto says it, because I think it's in another episode, but she talks about audience participation, how she loves it. Uh, but this is another instance of that for sure. What's interesting is I think this is maybe the second time that people really use ring debris to their advantage in the mm-hmm. tournament. The other time being when uh, Kuwabara was like putting tiles up in order to prevent uh, Rinku's yo-yos from killing him. Yeah. Um, this is something Togashi does a lot because he brings us back in Hunter x Hunter during the mini tournament arc that occurs in there. Oh, cool. Another tournament. No, it's... <laughs> I mean, spoilers, but like he effectively... like twists the tournament and he's like yeah this isn't really a fucking t- like it will happen briefly you- you'll see like hunter hunter is full of like just like complete misdirections like oh you think i'm gonna do that thing fuck you read the manga yeah i i, I guess but uh you know sakio is like oh well this is the same dude he's the dragon right well i want to see that shit up close because he's a weirdo he's gonna <laughs> unleash the dragon. dragon yeah show me your black dragon uh but do we do we just make the same reference the game of thrones one with the uh, the the brother is like uh, I'm gonna unleash the dragon. Oh, I wasn't thinking. Of oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I heard you say unleash the dragon. So I was like, okay. So he uses uh, the Jowen Satsu Rengoku Show, aka uh, Fist of the Mortal Flame, to break through the flying tiles. And uh, he breaks through a couple of them. And the last one, there's this epic shot where he just sticks his fist into it and then just like charges it with his chi, and it breaks around it. It breaks around his hand. and It's epic as fuck. But then you see Bui just like crashing from behind it, like in this like really cool like oh shit he snuck behind it type thing. Um, but as that happens, he just fucking charges it and then just punches the axe and, uh, you know, breaks off the top of the axe, which flies by Bui's head. Bui decides to make a second axe and throw it at him. He just fucking catches that one and instantly vaporizes it. My it's, favorite thing is how it's, like, even longer. Like, the head's like that and, like, extends, like, a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's like he ain't messing around at this point. It's epic as fuck. In the manga, though, what's interesting is instead Wait, wait, hold on. He was like, he, he axed him a question. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> In the manga, instead of vaporizing it, he melts it and then, like, says something to the effect of, like, you're not even putting Yoki into these. This is a waste of my fucking time. 
Uh, so, you know, Bui starts talking with a very deep voice in all the versions, and, uh, you know, he has his mask on, so it kind of sounds like this, like, uh, you merely adopted the dark, I was born in it, type shit. Um, but in the, the Joker and the, the Dark Knight. Fuck off, that's not what I was... Uh, Bane. But, uh, so, you Is know... Is that the Scarecrow? I hate you. So, uh, in the Spanish version, he has, like, a luchador-type voice. Why are you voice. being so serious for? I... Fuck off. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he mentions, like, as he's taking the armor off and throwing it into the crowd and it's falling and stuff, he's like, I've only lost once before, so... <laughs> I wonder to who. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder. So, he pulls a Dragon Ball where, like, the armor crashes on the ground and everyone's like, yeah, how much could that possibly weigh? Uh, so Ogre then declares that you should attack while he's, like, taking off the armor because he's vulnerable, and all the girls basically shame the shit out of him, causing him to literally shrink in size. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Honor, keep your honor. Ah. Well. <laughs> he should have taken advantage of I mean, wasn't it Hiei, when they were introducing the concept of the Dark Tournament, he says to, uh, Kuwabara, sending the effect of, like, attacking your enemies while you're down, he, like, lists that as literally a thing oh, you should yeah. be doing, <laughs> but he never does it. That's because he has honor. I don't, I don't know, like even later. He on this pretends episode, to be evil. Well, no, I mean even later on this episode, he like shows to have honor in a way. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, he does have honor. Like I think he is a character who we could talk more about this, but he's a character who can vacillate between like evil, mm-hmm. neutral, good, but he's always honorable regardless of where he is in those. Even though he pretends to actually be the opposite side of it, he pretends to be dishonorable, but he's not. Uh so. Uh, Bui elaborates that he uses armor to contain and control his power rather than protect himself. And so he takes all this off and then he just starts glowing with this green glow, which he calls his battle aura, which is probably just a direct translation of something key. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says that it's enough to both protect and attack him. So... (laughs) I like how the name's called, that someone's called, it's like, he, he, Oh yeah, I fucked that up. Yeah, no, when when I'm typing it, I'm just like, he, I, but, uh, so, I described, uh, what, what's about to happen, so Hie, like, you know, engulfs himself in flames, too, and, like, charges Bui, who's flying in the air, and I said, Hie brings Dragon Ball powers to a Dragon Ball Z fight, and then just gets knocked out of the fucking air. Is that a weeb, weeb term for bringing a gun to a knife fight? Yes, exactly. So, Bui launches a homing blast, uh, at Hie, which Hie then just teleports around and leads back to Bui in, like, you know, a very, uh, trickstery type move. But Bui survives and says, like, yeah, I only, like, let out enough power to that it won't hurt me. Implying, like, oh, shit, this is actually going to be really tough if this thing that could have wiped out Hiei in one hit. But, like, Bui can just tank it entirely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bui basically says, hey, man, why don't you use that dragon? I heard you, like, doing that shit sometimes. If you just want Show, to me dragon. Dragon. Show me the dragon. Show me the dragon, Unleash, yeah. rock the dragon. Yeah, please, rock the dragon. <laughs> dragon, dragon, rock the dragon. Damn you, Hawk Show. So, Kurama worries, uh, you know, effectively that, it, like, when he's mentioning the contain thing again, because the pun goes through the episode, he's like, oh, shit, if both these people can't fully control their powers, what's going to happen to the girls and Pooh? And then the episode just ends. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? Oh, Megan says, these rules are bullshit in reference <laughs> to the 10 count thing. And, like, I think we all feel you, but, like, it's the Dark Tournament, so there's some leeway. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, that's the only tournament I know where the audience actually dies more than the people that are fighting in it. Can't yeah, wait till like... you get to Hunter Hunter. <laughs> like, literally, it's like the audience is, like, part of the fight. I mean, it, I mean, I think they sell t-shirts afterwards that says, 
I survived, I survived the dark, the dark turn. turn. <laughs> and all I got was this t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually get a shirt that said that and had like blo- fake blood all over it. I would totally wear that shirt. Okay, so we knew, have new t-shirts in our shop. Yeah. Okay. I survived the dark tournament and all I got was this t-shirt. Yeah, just go to T Public slash the Yu Yu Show. <laughs> This is not a bad idea, actually. We could do this. I mean, I mean, if it. we we could we get get a sh- actually, it wouldn't be too bad. Just get like typeset and get fat fake blood, and just like get it on a shirt. Yeah, if you guys I are interested, let us know. Yeah, let yeah. us know. We'll we'll make the shirts and you can wear them or not. <laughs> I don't care. So give us uh, money. Final episode for today, uh, episode fifty-eight, wielder of the dragon, aka the ultimate secret technique, roar of the Kokuruha. Uh, Hiei unleashes his most powerful attack, the Dragon of the Darkness Flame, but Bui is able to turn the dragon against his master. Will Hiei be swallowed and destroyed by his own power? You mean the Black Dragon? Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's kind of funny. They keep calling it the Black Dragon in the Latino dub. Uh, like, they don't the add, term? like, the other adjectives to describe, like... No, he just can't... Dark. No, so, in the Spanish version, they say either literal translations or say the exact phrase, uh-huh. and sometimes they do that for the same technique. So, there are many times where they literally say, Cocuyuha, uh-huh. in, like, a Latin American Spanish accent, and then there are other times where, like, Dragon Negro, and I'm just like, you guys should really choose one. <laughs> I, like, he showed me that, and I was, like, laughing. I was like... Like, I like how he keeps saying it's Black Dragon. Yeah, but like when he's doing the attack to just make it match the same lip movements, he says like, Jao and Sats Kukuryuha! But then otherwise he's just like, Mi Dragon Negro! And I'm just like, my Black Dragon, cool, thanks dog. (laughs) Me and my Black Dragon. That sounds like a a Scholastic book. I can say that, I have Black Dragons. How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) Yes. He has literally a a knife theory, which is a Black Dragon. You just burn your arm, yeah. That's how you train your dragon. I'm in theaters this... February. So, what we learned today is how he Blazer is disc. actually hiccup. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, the Tower episode records. Fuck off. The episode begins with impressionistic off-model shots of Hiei and the dragon with their yoki shooting through the arena, and uh, there's like to just show how like fucking crazy what's about to happen is they show fisheye lens shots of Koto. Oh, uh, they have fisheye lens shots. Yeah. Did they do any skateboarding? God damn it! Yeah. It's like you should see like Chrome walking away. He just sits on a skateboard and just does a sick, a sick ollie grind to a kickflip. Okay. Yes, why not? And just like like handstands, like. <sighs> so uh, Kuwabara's sister is like getting Lights physically out. sick from uh, you know like what's about to come. She's like something, something's about to happen. It's huge. Uh, Sakyo is looking forward to seeing the Jalen Satsukan up close. And there's a flashback to because you know in case you didn't see the previous episodes because they showed these on a weekly basis. It goes back to Ziru getting fucking nuclear annihilated by Hiei and turning into, like, just a pile of ash. That's, like, one of my favorite things. It's, like, the biggest overkill of all time. Oh, yeah. It's, like, this one guy. It's, like, hey, you want to see something cool? Just murders the hell out of him. It's, like, he didn't even, like, he didn't even, like, try. Yeah, no, I do like how, basically, that match was, like, Hiei realizing, like, oh, fuck, if I try fighting this dude conventionally, I'm probably going to lose after a long, drawn-out match. So I just gotta blow this dude away. And then, like, just, like, crisps his own arm near to death in order to do it. Me using back throw mess. <sighs> God. Uh, so, uh, the energy starts streaming in across the entire island, and you see some bolts destroying, like, whole walls. Uh, Jury is terrified in the ring, and Koto gets her... Uh, Koto rescues her using a rhythmic gymnastics baton. Oh my gosh, can we, like, talk about that scene? That scene was literally... The best scene in the show. She just does a bunch of like gymnastic flips. Unnecessary gymnastics too. It's <laughs> and then, very like, weird. Throws the ribbon and saves her. Like I have to say that's probably the best scene in the show so far. 
So this is the first time the animation turns into what it's going to look yes. like in season three, where the palette just turns into black, green, orange, and white, and the colors go fucking crazy. It's like yes. it's just like halfway through the show, it just changes over to good. It's like, whoa, what happened? Why do I look good all of a sudden? Yeah, like I've always loved the character designs, but this is where the animation starts like looking like what it's going to look like at its best. Yeah, like yeah. I'm saying, is it me or did, did Koto get like more fluidly animated? No, everyone did. Oh, yeah. it's like, like, I think the animation director may have changed at this point. Because um, like what helps is like, as the like, let's say last episode, really sharp lines and everything. That's harder to draw overall. And so with it being rounder, when you do like the in-betweens with animation... It's like it makes it easier to mimic movement to the eye and everything. Oh, so that's why you. it's like super round. If you watch like some crazy animes, let's say even nowadays, like um, Dragon Ball Super did something similar, right? Yeah, and then um, the what's Devil Cry Baby. That's like a good example. Mm. Crazy, fluid, not kind of sharp stills, but then when the animation, it just like looks like. Stretchy, I guess. Yeah. Everything looks Squish very stretched. Everyone needs gum gum fruit. Yes. Yes, everyone needs gum gum fruit. So, but, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought the animation was crazy. And I think in the notes they mentioned, like, the palette being black, green, and orange. So, I think, I don't like, with color theory, usually with green and orange, those are more, like, chaotic colors in general. Like, um, because they're, like, um... Like, kind of associated with, like, villains and stuff like that. I think, particularly with um, Bui and Hiei, the orange is because Hiei's a fire demon, essentially. Mm. With Bui, green, I guess, is, like, a color that can be used to interpret serene, but it also can be a color used for, like, conflict, envy, that kind of thing. Mm. So, instead of the typical, because usually it's, like, what? Red and blue. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Blue, or orange, red. orange and blue. Sometimes, orange yeah, it's like another like common contrast. Yeah, so I guess that's me. I don't know. I was thinking, I wonder why they chose orange or chose like green, but that's my interpretation. I like it. Yeah. Um, you you guys know that chart that's like uh, it's two axes, and there's one side that's like uh, jock versus nerd, and there's another yeah. one that's like goth versus prep. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he and Karasu are both on the goth side, but Hiei's on the jock side while Karasu's on the nerd side. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, this is just like, hey, you like your other flavor of, like, rapey goth guy? Well, how about fucking metal goth jock <laughs> asshole? Yeah. He's here, guys. So don't, don't worry, guys. Small, so, like, I think Karam would be nerd prep. Nerd yeah, prep. he's definitely nerd, nerd prep. Uh, Yusuke's on another access, like, punk, <laughs> punk jock. Yeah. Punk jock. <laughs> I can't wait till we get some insane clown posse looking characters in uh, Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so yeah, so he unleashes the Dragon of the Darkness flame, but it's like multiple superimpositions that were done digitally. And I'm not, I, I like it, but I think now that like everyone has access to like After Effects and, and like, you know, like film editing things, people are just like, why did you do this? But at the time people were probably like, whoa, you know, because they hadn't used video editing software themselves. Yeah. Um, I, mean, they, I think they used Adobe Premiere on some of the stuff. No, but I'm saying I don't think when this came out in the 90s, anyone would have had access to home video editing software. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah I so mean, this would have looked more impressive and less, like, hokey to people. Yeah. Like, I remember somebody posted on the, the CRT uh, collective on Facebook, his, like, 90s editing setup, and it's, like, these three CRTs and all these, like, 
video analog tape editors like wow oh man those things are crazy you you should see like people who know what they're doing work with them because they're insane yeah. uh like there's like a 20 20- it looks like people djing because they're just like hitting switches and stuff so fast yeah he was like he said it was probably estimated around twenty thousand dollars back in the day god damn uh, but yeah, so Bui, with an expression of terror and determination, engages uh, in the fight of his life in order to stop the charging dragon. He basically just like runs up to it and tries to stop it. Uh, you know, noticing it's slowing down, he says, "Don't tell me you thought that dragon was finished," and shoots more energy into yeah. it. Uh, he adds more, and it starts pushing Bui back again. And this like causes Bui, like you know, in sort of like a you know how the whole the whole trope of life flashing before your eyes right before you die or you think you're about to die. Vui has one of those moments, and he remembers back to Tagoro's declaration, uh, you know, quote-unquote, defeat us, uh, defeat me now, or become my slave! I wonder how that played in other other areas. About the same. Yeah, but, like, the, the dragon's, like, shooting off so much energy while this is happening that the fucking grandpa demon, the Jisan, just, like, gets fucking vaporized. Uh, the dragon p- pins Vui against one of the mountains of the arena, uh, one of the mountains of the island, because now... We've reached the point where people are powerful enough that we're getting, like, early Dragon Ball Z levels of, like, oh, yeah, you're getting, like, pinned against a fucking mountain by a giant energy blast. Have fun with this. Oh, yeah, the audience is also very dead. Oh, yeah, many of the audience are fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And is this, did they, did they show us before after the, the scene where, like, uh, Tagora literally punches him in the head? Uh, I think that's shown later. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I mention it. Okay. Um, I gotcha. So yeah, so we braces against a pillar. Uh, we braces against that mountain and brace. effectively deadlifts the dragon so hard that he turns it back at Hiei. God, he he got the crazy. he got some gains, you know, them and, gains. And then he goes to Hiei and is like, "Hey, you ever done DMT, man?" <laughs> God damn it! No, <laughs> it's Bui Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it goes to break and uh, comes back with uh, Bui saying he succeeded and laughs to himself. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty much Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, so Bui uh, has, you know, Bui's reflected in Tagoro's shades uh, because at this point you think he is fucking dead. Oh, so oh. this is like him, like, time to get my room. He's, so he's, he's looking at Tagoro? So yeah. Bui is looking at Tagoro, but you him? see him in Tagoro's shades. Uh, like, you see him off the reflection of that. Yeah. And it's very much like a, you're next. So it's like, my revenge is soon. Yeah. 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 Typical evil doer. <laughs> um, Jury's about to declare the winner when the ash explodes and he, like, crashes to the ground looking like some Yoko's... Yoko-ass <laughs> Super Saiyan. Yes. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's like, um... Cause it's ass like, Super... Ass Supper. It's because he comes down and it's like the black flame and his uh, like silhouette appears and everything right yeah um, like they, they just show a rainbow superimposed over him for whatever reason at some point too mm-hmm. and i was kind of like Symbol- yeah it's an interesting choice symbolism yeah <laughs> yeah um in the s version they say he said um this brings up my he says right yeah this brings up my next attack it's a little different and shizuru <laughs> says something gigantic is still here <laughs> Um, Karaman knows that, um, the final master of the, I'm going to say the dragon, dragon's flame, um, that, like, basically what happened is he consumed it because instead of, like, letting the flame consume him. Yeah, instead of using yeah. his attack, he's basically like, wait, why don't I just absorb this shit? Yeah, and basically he becomes the dragon. This is, this is where one of my favorite phrases in the entire show is said. Go for it. 
um, countless centuries, countless masters tried to harness the power of the dragon. Only I had the courage, the strength, and the abandon to realize its glorious potential. I have the power of the black dragon because now I am the dragon. Oh. Is he a Jock Goth? It's, ha- it's happening. <laughs> Jock Goth Khaleesi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's my new band name. Uh, so Bui goes crazy on Hie and is beating the shit out of him, but like it's not doing jack shit. Like Hiei is just like, alright, cool. And like you just basically, it sounds like a normal human punching a very large tree. It's just like, this isn't doing shit, dog. I mean, another Dragon Ball analogy. It's like Goku when he gets a new form. He's like, oh, oh yeah. are you kidding me right now, kid? Yes. So, uh, and then, you know, Bui is like yelling and just like, ah! <laughs> and then it shows, uh, Bui looks into Hiei's third eye where he sees an illusion of a gigantic dragon behind Hiei just towering over himself. Is he King Crimson? And so uh, Bui crashes. Didn't even acknowledge. I was like, I'm not even gonna acknowledge that. Bui crashes Hiei into the ceiling and then throws him down to the ground where he's completely unharmed. This doesn't happen in the manga. In the manga, it's like a much truncated version of this fight. Mm -hmm. But like Bui's doing all sorts of backflips and spin kicks and doing absolutely nothing to Hiei. Hiei then catches Bui's hand and just by force of will just disperses Bui's entire aura. He's like, oh, this cool aura you have that's like the pride and joy of your life and your like martial artistry? Guess what? And just blows it away. I guess how this is gonna end. Yeah, and then Bui just <laughs> falls over completely morally defeated. And so he then nothing personals behind him and spikes him to the ground. <laughs> so also like Kind of like a final like, like a slap in the back instead of a slap in the face, but it's kind of like, you lost... He, he pats him on the back. He lost, so... I mean, he pats him real hard. Let's put it that way. But uh, Bui asks, like, you know, like, kill me. Uh, my life is worthless if I can't beat Tagoro. You know, that, that type of stuff who he's been chasing for all these years. And it shows, like, flashbacks to the shit that happened post the, like, or become my slave. Uh, it shows him punching out a candle, which is, like, this, like, traditional karate thing where you're trying to punch so fast that you create a vacuum to punch mm-hmm. out a candle. He also said the wax on, wax off thing. I don't know what that was about. Yes. <laughs> So, so it shows weapons. him fighting a man bear in a spiked uh, in a spike surrounded arena. That was badass. Uh, it shows Toguro punching him so hard in the forehead that it probably broke his skull a bit and shot blood out of his eyes and his forehead. <laughs> but he still he walked it off. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Uh, it's kind of like a little ice pack on it. It's like, it's like I'm fine. <laughs> so this is a point I'll elaborate on more when we get into the backstory of Toguro. But this this feels like. I noticed this, like, in this view through in a way that I hadn't previously, but uh, a lot of Team Toguro is the idea of men enacting physical and psychological violence that they received on them, like, from them, like, they received onto other people and trapping each new person in a cycle of revenge. Mm. And it's fucking terrifying. And he's effectively trying to do the same to Yusuke, but at the same time also hoping that Yusuke makes it out of it. Right. Like, Yusuke's, like, he's simultaneously, like, if you can't, like, if you can do this, you'll be better than us. But if you can't, I want you to live with this for the rest of your life, too. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. Uh, but he t- tells Bui, like, eh, I don't really want to kill you. Do it yourself. Uh, I don't really take ordering, uh, I don't like really taking orders from people who lose to me, so fuck off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's declared the winner and goes back to the others and, like, everyone's kind of terrified of him except for Yusuke, who's, like, pretty hype. Uh, and he says, like, oh, yeah, I can't really fight the rest of the team. This uh, attack turns out to have a major defect. I have to hibernate. And uh, I think Kuwabara says something, like, it's a fancy way of saying you're being lazy. And then, you know, 
Yeah, he ain't looking like fucking pissed off but really tired. He's like, listen, you idiot. Like, I need you guys to beat these guys while I'm asleep. It's like, Bye. No, it's more like, listen, you little shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's like special being canon. It's kind of like impractical in the most part. Like, it's like, yeah, what about if he misses or like, he fucks up. He's like, well, I guess I'm useless now. I think Hiei's entire style is predicated on like, I'm going to eliminate you fast, clean, and you're never going to be able to come back from it. But if I miss, we're dead. <laughs> Like that, like that's how he uses the Dragon of the Darkness Flame. That's how he uses this charge up technique. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how he uses like most of his things. Like he is kind of like the assassin character who like just curb stomps someone to death and then is completely defenseless afterwards. So he's a rogue. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I guess he would be the rogue. Would he be the rogue of the party? Yeah, and then Kurama's the wizard. And then uh, Yusuke is cool. the fighter. Yeah. Kurobara is the cleric. Or- cleric. But also a tank. Yeah. He's also... He's a paladin. He's a paladin. Yeah, he's a paladin. And then, what's Genkai? Um, she's... a prestige class. Yeah. Yeah, Like, fighter prestige. Mm -hmm. And then, we'll we'll just say, just to round out, that, uh, that Kwanma is the bard. Yeah, you're not, you're not (laughs) wrong. Uh, yeah. So, we, you know, we got introduced to Bui, who, uh, survives the Dark Tournament, it turns out, weirdly enough. But you never hear from him again, probably, because... I wouldn't be surprised if he did end up killing himself. Not to make light of that, but I really... I don't know what meaning he's going to find in life nowadays. Although, Dark. with the events of Season 3, maybe mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'll just go home now. It yeah. could be he... Probably, like, by the end, I mean, he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go chill at my apartment and see a guy. I guess he re- pulls a Thanos and he's yeah. just watching at the he, beach he just, or something. He, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just goes back to his job at the warehouse. Yeah. He's like, how, how is the tournament, dude? Uh, I lost. I lost to a guy with crazy ass hair and a third eye. It's like you've been gone for like fifty years at least. Like, yeah, I uh, I got punched in the heart, head really hard at some point. See the scar? Yeah, it's purple. What's up with that dog? I bled out of my eyes. Anyways, how's Karen? Oh, she's been dead for twenty years. Oh, sad. <laughs> it's like it, you know, I never remember his backstory. Not that I feel like there wasn't that much shown. Not that there wasn't much shown with Karsu either, but I feel like we just kind of felt like a little more two-dimensional compared to Karsu. I think we exist more as like a testament to to Goro's crimes. Um, Like kind of like a, this is the horrible things I've done to other people. Like I've made them obsessed over me and like ruined their lives. To be fair, that's really only their problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, if you think about it, yeah, he, he lost, it's like, it's like somebody playing Smash and getting salty. It's like, yeah, yeah. you beat me at Smash, so I'm just gonna keep fighting and keep losing, I'm just gonna be angry and have the only meaning to play Smash is beat you. I guess, I guess, yeah, so he was just a character, he was like a, he was a spirit of revenge rather than a character, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, get over yourself, dude, just like, play tennis or something. It would have been nice if they gave him a little epilogue at some point during the series, just like, yeah, went back to Demon World or something like that. Just to show what he's up to. You you see him, like, his fist in the air, pauses you, don't Don't you forget forget about about me. me. Also, I may or may not have watched Bumblebee. Anyways... (laughs) Nice. So yeah, that was it for the episodes for today. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to the Yu Hawk Show. Your support means all three worlds to us. Human, demon, and spirit. I fuck that lineup to us every week. Uh, please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook, at the Yu Hawk Show, and that's with two O's, and at our Twitter, uh, at the Yu Hawk Show, spelled normally. And tune in for the next episode where we get to the Tagoro... Oh, oh. Tune in for the next episode where we uh, have... Uh, 
We get Tagoro versus human. Yeah, we get yeah, Tagoro yeah. versus human, not Tagoro team versus humans. No, just Tagoro versus human. human. The Tagoro Bros versus the humans. The big bad fight. <laughs> well, one of them, because we're we're not covering the other one oh, until later. Well, oh, also, it's update. gonna be an exciting episode. Do you like puppet shows? Tagoro versus human. <laughs> Do you like disturbing puppet shows? Because you're gonna see that next week. Ooh. Let's just say that Tagoro's gonna put his hand up somebody's ass so far. God. Oh my god. <laughs> And, right. I, and I haven't watched it, but I'm pretty sure I'm not far off, am I? Well, no, no but you do watch Tagoro put his hand, fingers through something. Anyways, <laughs> join us next week. See you later. See ya. See ya next week. Hey